I've spent the last 30 years of my life as a dental professional, not just cleaning teeth, but educating patients about their oral health and how it's connected to their overall health. It wasn't until I got divorced and started working with a mobile dental company traveling to schools that I saw with my own eyes how bad the cavity situation actually is amongst our children. And it's heartbreaking to me, especially knowing dental disease is 100% preventable with proper daily home care. I've made it my mission to bring awareness to how we can change our mindset about our mouths and establish healthy habits that will keep our kids engaged and empower families to take the chore out of daily brushing and create fun memories and cavity-free kids. My name is Sherry Wirtz, and this is Healthy Mouth Movement 411. Join me and be part of the solution. Together, we can battle plaque and make a difference. Hi, and welcome back to the Healthy Mouth Movement. I am Sherry Wirtz, and I am here with Shirley Gurkowski. She has been a dental hygienist since 1986. Um, she is a disruptor in our hygiene community, and it is a good thing because it's things that we've been talking about, we need to know, and this information needs to get out there to bring awareness. She started Primal Air in uh, 2016, and we're going to be talking to her today about um, what, as a parent, you should be looking for in your child so you can intercept things earlier and maybe help keep them healthy. So Shirley, thank you for being here with us. And I appreciate it, and I will turn it over to you. Hi, Sherry. Thanks so much. Um, any opportunity I can have to reach out to consumers in the public to understand better what they can do about their own oral health and ch their children's oral health, and equally as important to children's oral health is the oral health of elders. So they have identical needs. Anybody who is dependent on somebody else for their oral care or their daily uh, activities of daily living have the same kind of requirements for oral care. So for children, we have a little bit of a better trajectory because we can do more for their overall health throughout their lifespan. And what parents need to do first and foremost is brush their own damn teeth. Pardon my French. Am I allowed to use French? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is to keep their own mouth clean. Um, it's very, very, well, it's more important than very important, but it's not like critical. So somewhere in there, um, it's a very high level of importance that parents interact with their children, including oral contact. That means kissing your baby. That means, you know, biting their toy. They bite their toy. You lick off their pacifier. They lick off their pacifier. All of that kind of stuff is really important. And hygienists are like baloney, like bah, about stopping it. And you can't do that. Children need to have that level of interaction with their adult caregivers. And in order to stop the cross-contamination that happens, because we as parents have to give good and we have to give good bacteria to our children, but then, oh, well, here comes the bad stuff too. So keep your own mouth clean. Brush your teeth. Use an interdental cleaner between your teeth. If it's not floss, use something else. Learn how to jiggle the bristles of your toothbrush between your teeth so that you get the toothpaste in between there. Um, use mouthwash. Use xylitol products. Use 100% uh, sweetened xylitol products like Spry, gums and mints every day. It's easy. 
and then also give that to your children. So that's number one, is take care of your own, your own mouth. Secondly, is start to look at your child's breathing. What we know today is that we have had what's called epigenetic changes over the last 150 years. So imagine evolution, and we've had all these evolutionary changes, and it's taken forever to make these changes. I think we can all agree that all of these changes, just standing upright, took thousands and tens of thousands of years. But the size of the face has shrunk dramatically in the last 150 years. So that now is epigenetics. That means on top of genetics. And what happened 150 years ago is that we had used our brains and we had changed the way that we make food and changed the way that we grow food and medicine had become so much better. And people that would have died for whatever reason, whatever structural reason now live. And so now we have these tags on our DNA that says to the next generation or the generation ahead of that, you don't need your face so much. You can breathe through your mouth. Teeth aren't that important. It doesn't matter if they're straight or not. You can get by. And so we've got so many children, you can see this on all their sonograms, Sherry, that their chin is receded, that their chin is back behind their upper lip even. That's a pathology and it's considered now to be normal when it's only common. So if your child is breathing with their mouth open, if they have a recessed chin, you need to be a little bit diligent in finding a pediatric dentist who is very, very airway centric. That means that they're very focused on the airway. If these children don't start learning to breathe with their mouth closed, they are exposing their mouth, their oral cavity, to every germ that comes around, every germ. And when they're exposed to every germ, their tonsils get bigger, their adenoids get bigger, and then they have to breathe through their mouth even more in order to survive. The mouth is an escape hatch <laughs> for breathing. It's not like the primary air hole. So we need to really get that under control. When children have teeth and their mouth breathing, the pH of the mouth drops with or without teeth. But the teeth are very, very, um, boy, I use the word very a lot. <laughs> the teeth are exposed to a low pH. And that low pH is what drives the cavity-causing bacteria to create habitats inside the mouth. And they then invite other germs into that habitat. And then you just start going down and down and downhill. You have asthma. You have cavities. You have high blood pressure. You have glucose management problems. You have... Uh, cardiovascular problems you have just it just keeps going on and on if you imagine what part of your body doesn't need air those are the only ones that are protected from mouth breathing so your hair will survive that's it <laughs> <laughs> so that's the general outline so what they need to look for in children with teeth 
with respect to dental decay would be any kind of a spot on the tooth. If you can't use your fingernail and scratch it off, it's a problem. It needs to be addressed. And I think what a lot of people don't understand as well is that cavities is a disease. There, there's an underlying cause and we, it's not just, oh, well, that's just something kids get. They just get cavities. It's not true. Kids do not have to have cavities. We were anti-fluoride in our home, even though I'm a dental hygienist. Um, I was given a prescription for drops for our children to have fluoride. Five kids, 100 baby teeth, not one cavity. Okay, it's not a fluoride deficiency. I don't know how your audience feels about fluoride, but um, it's like the answer from the dental community when really dental or dental decay is a systemic disease that's being expressed externally in your teeth, just like a fever. So um, you need to dig, dig, dig. And not everyone in our profession is predisposed to digging. They have to get patients in and they have to get patients out. And so they default to brush and floss and blame the patient. And I'm very, 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 boy, oh boy, I need a better thesaurus. <laughs> um, <laughs> patients need to ask more. And if they don't get better answers, they need to move on to the next practitioner and find out where they can find answers. And the internet is a perfect solution here, like what you've got going, Sherry. Yeah, yeah, it, it is amazing. And I grew up with well water. I had an iron deficiency when I was younger, which is what started me on this journey. I had big mm. orange spots on my front teeth. So I did not have fluoride, um, but I was bullied and teased. And I think that's what led me down this road. And I thought, um, I was married to a dentist and when I got divorced, started working in a mobile setting. So when they said cavities was the number one preventable disease, I was seeing kids who came every six months. So I, I didn't see it until I started working in a mobile field. And I was like, oh my gosh, yeah, there has to be something that I can do to change this, to bring awareness. This is, this is crazy. I, I had not seen so much decay in my life. Um, and it's sad. And you know what? And so what... What the research, and this is all about how you determine what you should research. Researchers tell us that a lack of insurance causes decay. That's not true. <laughs> it just makes it a little bit harder for patients to get in to get their cavities treated. But you can avoid dental decay without insurance. You just have to watch your complete diet, not only the sugar. You have to have enough vitamin D. You have to have a good balanced diet that includes meat and meat organs. You have to have a diet that includes some vegetables, not all the vegetables in the world. You need to chew your food. Chewing has pretty much gone to the wayside. If it comes in a box or if it comes in a can, you really need to rethink what your diet is like. Cooking from scratch takes the exact same amount of time as cooking from a box or a can. Time it out. I have been able to make a full dinner in 30 minutes with three components. You can do it. You can do it all day. You can do it every day. And people will eat it. Your kids will eat it. They may not eat it the first day, but they'll eat it for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> but it has to be a priority. If you want to avoid cavities, you need to make your diet a priority. 
Yes, you do. And one thing with um, this, all this coronavirus and what people are buying, I actually went to the grocery store and filmed. Um, I went to 20 different grocery stores when this first happened and filmed what has been taken off the shelves. And every store after store after store, the produce aisle was full. 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 And it was the pastas and the macaroni and cheese and all the processed stuff that was gone. And so that's part of the issue. It is part of the issue. The my husband avoided the gross the produce section because he was afraid of all the people that had touched it and handled it, which I get. And I was like, you know, that's another thing that's going to change. You're gonna to have to get produce from behind a glass screen again, just like you do with sausages and, and deli meats. Um, that's how you're gonna to have to get your carrots from now on. My mom has always been really big at washing things. So we, everything that comes in the house, I mean, before this happened, we wash the cans before you open them. You wash everything before you even put it in the refrigerator. So in our house, that was a protocol. It didn't go in the refrigerator. You didn't open a can until you washed it. So that's hardcore. And that was, that's why you're still upright too, I bet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She would cut things up and, you know, there was always celery and carrots and things in the refrigerator. So that's just how we grew up. But I mean, I do believe that your diet makes a huge difference. She has a lot of allergies. So she has breathing issues where she just stops breathing. Oh, and, and sweet. the machine, yeah, in the, I mean, you can, you watch her and all of a sudden she just stops. It scares my dad. So she's had sleep study after sleep study. And so that's where, again, I got into this breathing stuff. So it's the things that happen in your life that kind of lead you down the pathway that yep. you, you go down. So people like you are um, amazing and I appreciate what you're doing and learning and um, oral mile functional therapy is definitely a thing. It is definitely a thing, and it has its roots exactly where I described with the epigenetics, that um, we don't know how to use the muscles in our face. Since the 50s, babies have been um, introduced into real food through a spoon, and they don't they don't ever work these muscles. So we were too poor for baby food <laughs> when our kids were little. So I was very used to this expression. but if you do that right now just make that choking kind of a face you can feel all of these muscles going whoa and that's what's that's what you need in order to grow that airway and to be able to function with an airway but one of the big problems in breathing is the tongue is kind of folding back into that airway and once that happens you are in a situation where there's just not enough room for air to get through. If you're breathing through your mouth, the air is doing this instead of just going up and down like that. So um, the myofunctional therapy has been, um, it's been very cool to learn everything. And it seems like a bottomless pit because every time something comes up, you're like, oh, now what? Oh, now what? Because things are changing so fast. Um, We have a body of university-based knowledge now, which we didn't have 15, 20 years ago. And uh, the proofs are there. And understanding the shape of the face and what happens in orthodontics when patients present with too many teeth. Um, They take teeth out. They take adult teeth out 
and there's no room then for the tongue and then the tongue has to fall back again occluding the airway getting the airway all closed off and then um and then the idea of a tongue tie which has been in the literature off and on for quite some time and i think i think it was about the 70s where everybody started to go granola and the hippies were really into everything and this was a tongue tie release was then considered a um an elective surgery and why would you put a baby through that and oh my gosh it's not natural and um, what we know today that it's a phenotype for sleep apnea babies that have sleep who knew babies could have sleep apnea right. sleep apnea um, in children is really bad because it deprives the brain of needed oxygen for it to grow and the person the part of the brain that's most effective is the decision making part of the brain which is why adhd is such a big problem with kids who don't breathe correctly and so they they act out what looks like acting out when they're really one trying to stay awake and two they don't know how to accumulate consequences in their mind so that they can make better decisions today so that they're not in trouble two weeks from now. So um, those those are the kinds of things, and just classic snoring in grown-ups um, are why we started Primal Air. Primal Air's first little tagline was bringing families together because there's so many spouses that separate, at least in the house, because somebody's snoring. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, if that's a problem, that's a really big problem. It's not just that the person who's listening to the snoring is not getting sleep. The snorer is also not getting sleep. So I'm sorry if I'm getting too far afield. We just keep, you know, just there's sparks everywhere. <laughs> there's so much. So if you uh, notice these things and you have these things, what action would you recommend taking? What, what would we tell them to do if they know this? Well, let's see. It all depends on whatever is happening. So if they're, if it's a small, small child and the child is mouth breathing, you need to find an airway-centric pediatric dentist. It's going to take you a lot of phone calls. There are patients, there's maybe one per state or less, let's say it that way. So it's going to take a lot of calls. You may have to fly somewhere. Um, if your child starts to get cavities and you get only a lecture from the hygienist that says brush and floss and give me, let me put more fluoride on, run for your life and find another source for you to figure out what's happened. You may need a naturopath. You may need an online oral health coach. You may need a myofunctional therapist. If your child is breathing with their mouth open, if you are breathing with your mouth open, they're watching you breathe with your mouth open, triggering what's called mirror neurons, and they're just copying you. So get your own mouth closed and get your child's mouth closed. If you can't do it on your own, give yourself two weeks, find a local myofunctional therapist. We at Primal Air see almost all of our patients using telemedicine so there's no reason to come all the way to sun prairie in wisconsin here we can see you virtually the the treatments the initial exam sequence would be to um, fill out a health history 
that should take you about 30 minutes and send us photographs. I will send you some samples of photographs to take and then you just send those, I think it's, let's see, not 369, 18, um, about 22 pictures. So it'll be of different postures of your mouth and your tongue and also full body posture photos so that we can see how everything relates. And then we'll do about a half hour, 45 minutes um, intake online on the computer. We have six therapists throughout the country. So we have plenty of people to take care of you especially now everybody's yes. home. Exactly. <laughs> we have a specialist in PTSD. We have a specialist in yoga. We have a chiropractor. We have a specialist in the dyad between mother and child. And we have your generic person here. And we have Diane who really is, um, really loves little kids. And she at the age of over 70 had her tongue tie released. Oh, wow. So she's got another level of expertise. So we've got a lot of experienced clinicians available to take care of, of any problem. So that's with the mouth closed problem. If you're snoring, same thing. Give us a call or find somebody local. If you are a grown-up and you have a lot of cavities, I have a client right now who's 30 years old every tooth has a filling in it and every tooth needs another filling in it it's a nightmare for her she's having um, nightmares she's waking up from from bad dreams of her teeth she's got complete ptsd symptoms because of this problem and all she's ever gotten is floss more and here's some fluoride and uh it turns out that it may, may very well be her her athletic performance She's a long distance runner and she does not run with her mouth closed. So her mouth is dry, like super dry. It's not like sleeping with your mouth open dry. It's super dry. And then in order to keep up the energy, they squirt these liquid sugars in their mouth. And so now we have a recipe for disaster. No one has ever taken um, a sample of the biofilm on her teeth to make any kind of a determination. I'm assuming it's the dry mouth problem. She's working with an oral health coach out of Los Angeles in a virtual appointment and in virtual appointments and with me to get her mouth closed so that she can run with her mouth closed. She thought that she was going to have to stop running when I mentioned it. I was like, the body is intended to move constantly. I am a very poor example <laughs> of how to use a body. I just sit in a chair and talk on the phone and, and write things all the time. Um, but I completely get that whole movement thing. Um, that's why I was so attracted to the Buteco breathing school of thought. Buteco breathing is active breathing. It's what you do and what you can learn to do while you're doing things like vacuuming or running a marathon or anything in between. It's how to do it when you're being around, while you're being alive. There are other schools of thought. Any of the yoga breathing requires you to be sitting down cross-legged and meditating pretty much. You have Wim Hof and that, I don't know how the heck you can do that as part of your normal everyday routine. But 
learning how to breathe with your mouth closed, learning how to run with your mouth closed, learning how to run up and down stairs with your mouth closed, and recovering in no time without opening your mouth is what I think people really can use. That, that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that information. <laughs> <laughs> and there's so much we could talk about. So, Oh, yeah. I mean, we could be here all day. <laughs> we could. We could. But thank you for sharing that information. And so if um, uh, my listeners would like to get a hold of you, where would they find you? Probably the easiest is our website, primalair.com, or on our Facebook page, Primal Air LLC, um, or... That's probably the best right now because nobody's really answering the phone because we're locked out. Right. <laughs> I'm at my home office right now, but I can still see, you know, clients like this virtually. But con connecting with us online is a really good first step. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the Healthy Mouth Movement. Together, we can reduce dental disease. Yes, it is a disease. Cavities, gum disease, and gingivitis are all preventable, but only by you at home. Together, we can engage our kids and create good oral health habits because a healthy mouth is a healthy body and a healthy life.